Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 200. Thank you for taking the journey with us and being with us on this very show. What started off as a, hey, I don't know what I'm doing 10 years ago when I was a wee instructional coach in a K-12 district has turned into almost a decade of a friendship with you. And I want to say thank you for allowing me to come into the show. We have had an amazing, amazing last two weeks. Not only are we uh, getting over a little bit of what we call the ISTE sickness, but at the same time, we have been building a lot of brand new adventures on Ask the Tech Coach and also on TeacherCast. Want to take a couple seconds just to let you guys know what's going on. First of all, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and I'm a lead instructional coach for digital learning in a great school district in Connecticut. And over on Ask the Tech Coach, we have not one, we have not two, but we now have three professional membership sites, one on Facebook, if you're looking to interact with other coaches, one on LinkedIn, if you're looking for more professional stuff. And we just opened up a brand new membership site on something called K-12 Leaders. And if you're more of a digital learning leader than an instructional coach, that might be where you want to go. If you're more of a, a, you know, a coach or a lit coach or a math coach, the Facebook group might be where you want to go. But we are creating safe spaces for instructional coaching and digital learning leaders to really come together, get the resources they need, and check it out. One of the other things that I launched uh, this week was our brand new Teacher Cast Guide to Instructional Coaches newsletters. Uh, we came out with this a couple of years ago, but I spent over the last couple of days revamping it, retooling it, redesigning it, and that's all out there. You can head on over to Ask the Tech Coach right now and download your own copy. I also decided this weekend to revamp my Chrome extensions. Uh, it's been tough giving out a freebie on the newsletter that says 2018. So that's all updated now for the 22-23 school year. It's not 40 Chrome extensions. It's now over 75 Chrome extensions that all these coaches are putting together. It is completely crowdsourced. So the stuff that's in there are part of mine, but there's a ton of Chrome extensions in there that I have not even heard of until this weekend. Four coaches from coaches by coaches, and hopefully it's there to help you. So check out all of our great stuff on newsletters that just got revamped. Check out our Chrome extension list that just got revamped. Check out all of our, our coaching membership sites and join our Instructional Coaches Network. It is completely free and is for us to help each other. TeacherCast is a place for coaches to help other coaches. And I am so excited that you guys are here for the last 200 episodes. We've got plenty more where this is coming from. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. And of course, leave some kind of review if you're over there on Apple iTunes or Spotify or something like that. We'd love to hear from you guys. We already have episodes 209, 10, and 11 already recorded in the can. And I'm so excited to bring on today episode number 200. My guest today is an instructional coach from the great state of South Carolina. He's been doing some amazing things. Recently was at the ISTE conference. We're here to talk all about that and how you can help him grow his instructional coaching program, and most importantly, how he can help yours. I want to bring on today Mr. Jonathan Scaris. John, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. I am doing wonderful, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on this show. Um, I wish I could say longtime listener, but, uh, you know, life gets crazy, but I just discovered you, and I'm excited. I mean, it's this is a good little um, podcast to learn some stuff, so thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Uh, we were talking a little earlier today about the conference. Uh, you know, we're still having conference fever. Uh, I, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm past co conference fever right now. <laughs> I, I will say that because I mentioned it on the last show. I am negative again. We're all happy. <laughs> the world is moving. But, John, um, how was ISTE? 
Oh, ISTE was fantastic. Listen, if you're a teacher and you have never been to ISTE, I recommend it for you to explore it. Um, I mean, you could spend the entire ISTE experience in the expo halls because it is overwhelming in a great way. Um, but the classes, the playgrounds, the poster sessions, um, if you come to ISTE next year, that's where you'll find me. Um, I just like to go through the poster sessions. It's like a giant science fair on steroids, um, and you can learn a lot. So the playgrounds are also a great experience. But ISTE is a trip, and I would recommend bring a friend. Don't come here. Don't don't go to ISTE by yourself. You need someone to be walking with you because you will be doing about twenty five thousand steps a day um, with other educators, and it is it is one of those lifetime experiences for you to to try out. You had mentioned the poster sessions and the playground sessions. And for those who aren't familiar, uh, what is that? Because I know we're used to, you know, keynotes, large rooms, big multi-hour presentations. But, you know, everybody when they go to ISTE says those are the places to be. Why is that? So for me, the poster session, like I said, is like a science fair. Um, you have like little tables, but that's where you can actually kind of have conversations with your presenters. You know, when you're just in a classroom, that person has a mindset. They, they flip a switch. They start teaching. They're going through kind of like almost a script in their head because they have a goal of, hey, I got 55 minutes and I got to finish this. The poster sessions, um, ours was an hour and a half. And it was, come on up, talk to me for about 10 minutes. Um, let me show you what's going on. It's a little bit more hands-on for me, I feel like. And for ISTE, hands-on is probably the most important thing when you go to that experience of being able to talk to someone. And a lot of times, that's where the presenters at the poster sessions, they give you a lot of cool stuff. Like we did um, little business cards that were magnets that had our poster on it. Um, so that way you could throw it on that you know, 1950s refrigerator in your garage um, that you hardly ever see, but it's there for you or you can put it in your classroom and then just scan the QR code. What did you take away from it? I had an opportunity to meet a bunch of coaches, go to some sessions. I didn't spend a lot of time uh, at the posters because I was presenting. What did you take away from ISTE that maybe you're interested in bringing back to either your coaching program, your teachers, whatever, uh, this coming school year? So it, it just fired me up. Um, it got me excited for this school year. Uh, really, I go to ISTE and I try to collect a lot of prizes for my teachers. Um, we just had a new teacher session today for new hires. Um, I'll give them stuff. We had, you know, uh, mugs from Zoom. Uh, we had bottles from, we had socks from Classlink. Someone, they thought they were the best thing that ever, a, a pair of socks. But, you know, meeting our vendors, talking to them, um, walking through the expo, walking through the playgrounds, you just see the hype that people have for what they're doing at their schools. And that got me excited to sit there and say, this is something that we can do. And the little things of, you know, um, setting up a maker space in the library with just some painter's tape. I mean, that makes a difference for any space. Um, and when I look at like this, it's not just the kids that can experience fun things at school. It's the adults too. Um, because when everyone is having a good time, that's when you see some sparks of learning happening. I love those sparks of learning comment. We got, <laughs> we got to hashtag that one, John hashtag that, you know, <laughs> I, I am excited to have you on. Thank you for, uh, for, for being on this show today, because today we're really talking about how do you grow your program? How do you build capacity this is something that over the last couple of years, my school has gone through, you know, they brought me up as one coach, they built a bigger. And now each of us as coaches are trying to build capacity in our own special roles in the district. So you're seeing this org chart kind of fall under, maybe org chart isn't the right idea, but you get the idea here. How do you start to figure out how to stand on your own two feet? Now, John and I are going to go through a number of different topics. Each of these topics I think are important uh, and they can certainly be, and have been their own individual podcast episodes here on Ask the Tech Coach. So if you're asking yourself, like, hey, how do I find out more about this? Number one, check out our show notes over on episode 200. Number two, lots of links are coming. Or three, just go on over to askthetechcoach.com. Do a search for something. We've got a lot of great materials. And John, of course, has agreed to come on about six or 700 more times <laughs> to really deep dive into all of these things. So it's the beginning of the school year. I, I had to breathe first before saying that. Oh, yeah. Um, we got seven more days, I think. Uh, some people do. <laughs> I, I know some people who have already started. Uh, I, I'm lucky Connecticut still later on. 
But for everybody, this is that time. You're either building relationships with administrators, planning to meet your teachers, um, building systems. I want to go through all of these things. You just said you've got seven days to go. Where's your mind? Are you on vacation or you're almost there? Oh, we're, we're there. Um, I really feel like I was there after ISTE. Uh, when I, when we got back, I started planning things. Um, for me as an instructional technology coordinator in my district, I like to be there when the new hires start their week. Um, HR does a system uh, program called Project Teach in our district, and they work with teachers. They book the time for me. I will be present there. I will be visible um, because just knowing that you have someone that you can contact is good. We did uh, new equipment for 46 people today, and um, I begged the technology department because with instructional technology, we're a bridge between two departments, curriculum and technology. So that's where we kind of fit in. We joke that we're a dotted line but we're that perfect bridge. Um, so I was there for new hires today while the technology department was doing IDs and someone was doing equipment. And then I was presenting and just having that face, having that communication um, was a good thing. And then what did I do at the end of this thing? Gave out free prizes. Um, we're an Apple district. So we gave four of the teachers in one session and four in another session, we gave them Apple pencils. Um, and the reason that we gave them those Apple pencils is that we want them to have the best material for when they're working with their kids. So let me stop you right there. I know because... I can keep going. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I want to, I want to, <laughs> this is, this is, this is awesome. And anybody listening again, episode 200 show notes, we got all this cuff covered. <laughs> um, number one, you had said the word coordinator. Let's just, let me back you up here. Let me frame oh, this yeah. here. Your department, the coaching department is how many people? So we have a total of um, we had two coordinators. Uh, th see, I can go in a whole story of this. I got to go a little bit back with you, if that's okay with you. Sure. Um, Does coordinator we, mean administrator? So yes. So okay. you're 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 twelve month. So I am the twelve month, two hundred forty day employee. Yeah. Okay. So um, we used to have three of us, but that was before COVID. And then when COVID hit, everyone had changes. You know one of us became the principal of the virtual academy. And then another one of us became the data integration person because when COVID happened, everyone's saying, oh, you need this program, you need this program. Well, if you're just signing kids up for stuff, but you're not managing it, are you helping them with data and privacy? And that's a scary thing. That's part of the world. So I became more of the educational person. And then we made it through COVID that year. But then we said to our bosses, and I hate to call them bosses. I, I find them more as leadership. We said we need more support because, unfortunately, I felt like I became of like a little bit of a help desk because you have problems with Zoom or this and that. And when you're in a help desk session, you're just answering known problems. Well, to truly build capacity, you have to be kind of looking at future things to help people out. So we hired three coaches that are breaking up our schools. We got 22 schools in our district. So they kind of serve like six schools each. So now there's four people to answer your original question. There's four people in our little group of this instructional team. That was a mouthful. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I thank you because that, that frames a lot of this stuff, right? So, yeah. cause that was my first question, right? Is, is if you're 10 month, um, are they giving you extra hours? You, you know, you don't have to answer that question here on the show, but I mean, like, who's who's covering think, the time and then I don't the other think you question could, yeah i'm sorry to cut you off i don't think you could do this job in, in 10 months i mean our coaches are 10 months um and i kept the doc for them of everything i was doing this summer so that when they came back today today was their first day you know um one week before teachers start it's nerve-wracking if you didn't have someone saying hey this is what i did in the summertime to help prepare you um so they came back today and they feel pretty good and actually they're jumping in and doing a thing with one of our schools about using um, exact path. So they're starting on Thursday. So three days, they're already presenting something um, and they feel comfortable there. Now you had also said that you were giving away Apple pencils. Oh yeah. I love that, giving stuff away. <laughs> that's a school budget thing. That's a department budget thing. Who? So I'm, right, I'm assuming you're a district employee, not a building employee yeah. or your coaches are. Look, if I had money to give people stuff, I would give them money also. Um, Thankfully, we have some really good departments that use their purchases wisely. And, um, you know, we purchased a good bit of Apple pencils, um, you know, I hate to say before COVID, um, just to encourage teacher to, 
teachers to earn their Apple teacher badge. Um, and for me, when I gave these away today to these people that are in this meeting, you had other people that go, man, I really wanted this. I got an Ed Puzzle t-shirt, but that person got an Apple pencil. And I was like, oh, that's just how, you know, the little cards fell. So um, what we're talking about right now for those playing the home game, we call this building your tech coach brand, right? Exactly. exactly. Figuring out how <laughs> to, you know, again, it's all about relationships. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all about build. And, and you know, teachers are easy. Feed me chocolate oh, yeah. yeah you know help me out but but toys are fun too oh yeah especially um if if you're like look you're an apple school like you know you wouldn't yeah. do that for a chromebook so like <laughs> this is what we do here so you are getting a chance i'm in a candy store right now by the way you you are getting a chance right now in in real time almost on this podcast because we're going along you're introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. You're introducing your department. Yes, you're setting up to both the newer teachers and kind of, I don't want to say reminding, but you're setting the stage for the district of here's who I am. Here's the role. Here's the value. 45 seconds. Briefly give us that conversation. Like what's your, what's your pitch? What's the spiel as the coordinator? Do you have a set speech that you say to everybody under you? Like, Hey, here's something that works. So that way across the board, you're all doing the same spiel. And so like, what does that intro look like? This is a really, really important topic, guys. I want you to get this. Uh, so the, the pitch I give to the instructional team, you know, on the backside, before we go out, as I tell those people, um, you know, backstage, I say, look, this is your pond. It's time to go fishing. These are the people that we're going to start working with this year. And they can really, you know, monitor the room and have those conversations right now at the beginning of the year. And then for our staff, we're giving them a person that is the support. They need to see, Hey, this is the person I can contact at any time when I feel frustrated, when I feel tired, when I feel defeated, but also staying away from that stuff. This is when you can contact someone when you have something really good happening. Like I want to celebrate the victories too, that our teachers have. So we kind of talk about that to pump them up. And I try to keep this session under one hour with them. You know, I'm, I'm stealing them from their last week of summer to give them equipment. But we're also trying to show them that you got people here that support you. And thank you for coming to our county. I'm going to urge everybody listening to this to make sure that they're on that rewind button, because all of this stuff that John is saying today is really, really helpful. One of the things that we want to do at the beginning of the year is to set up that definition, right? You are not the person to be fixing Chromebooks, you know, whatever you happens to be, you're here to support the teachers. How do you start with the bang? My philosophy says you got to have a common message between the coach and the administration. So that way there's, this is the deal. What's your advice for making sure that that first introduction you know, because if I just say, John, introduce yourself. Great. Now, Sally, go introduce yourself. Like they don't get how important that introduction is. So this is going to sound weird because um, our, our superintendent rolled out this program called Orange Frog um, about two years ago. And then, you know, COVID has messed it up a little bit. But it's been great because we, we kind of keep ourselves in the mindset of <clears throat> stay orange, be positive, you know, um, it's almost like the classroom. You remember going to a classroom and the teacher was sitting at their desk and you just walk in, no one says anything to you. I mean, you just go into the classroom, you sit down, you kind of slump in your seat. But man, I remember those teachers that were always staying at the door, you know, giving fist bumps, talking to you, having conversations. We try to make that experience a hype for them. Um, you know, we're getting Promethean boards this year in our district. So we made a hype video about that one minute video with some, upbeat music saying, Hey, this is what's coming out. We had four like Mack trucks come with the, the big trailers. I took a video of that because I wanted them to see what we're trying to do for them to make um, a positive mark for our students and our staff. And I feel like that's the key thing is you can be positive and get them pumped up, have music playing when people walk into a meeting, you know, just cheer them up a little bit. That that's the move that you need to do. As we're going through, it's about creating structure. And I want to spend some time on this today because for many coaches, they're, they're, you know, they're still on the up still July as we're listening to this, but August is going to come really quickly. And even for myself, I'm, I'm 
I'm redesigning some of these things. I'm looking at what other coaches are doing in our instructional coaches network groups and seeing what they're coming up with. And I know I need to create some additional settings. So let's kind of go down here. I have a little checklist. Um, we talked about defining ourselves. So mm -hmm. give, give me the, give me the 10 second. My name is John and I am your, what does that look like? Um, what's your, you know, what's the time? Like, give me that quick 10 second speech. My name is John and I'm here to help you better our kids. And your role, you say you're, you're, you know, tech coach, instructional, like, instructional technology coordinator. That's what I say. And do your coaches work in buildings with so they, other, hold on, with other uh, coaches? For instance, like for me, I've got a math, a science, an English, a literacy, a dance. A, a, like, everybody's got a coach these days, right? Like, oh, so yeah. how do how do you define come to me for this? come to that person for this, but come to both of us because we're both here and we're awesome. So our coaches are in the district office, but they have assigned schools and their goal is to work with the leadership team. And in our district, we have literacy coaches that are over ELA and we have um, coordinating teachers that are over math and science. And their goal is to, they go to the literacy coach meetings that are held by the district office um, so they interject themselves into those meetings and they try to find little ways to promote those people and help them out. Um, communications key. If they see something going on in one school, they share with another school. Um, just kind of making that spider web, you know, with our 20 some schools to be connected because we're one county, but we got 20 some schools, but we're one county. And that, that's a key thing. One of the things, and I'm going to dovetail this with what you just said. In our show notes, episode 200, we have a link to a, a resource that you gave out. I hope everybody has a chance to check it out. We'll be tweeting it, et cetera. But essentially, it talks about building capacity, where mm -hmm. we are today on this show. And, and in here, you've got different ways that you promote yourself. Oh, yeah. um, I want to kind of break these things down. But what's your general philosophy on promoting? Is it, is it email? Is it face-to-face? -face? Is it class? I mean, I know we've got coaches that are in 25 buildings. They can't have personalized but there are coaches that have one coach per building so everybody works a little different but what's your uh, preferred method for continual self-promotion for both you and your coaches because it can't be everywhere you're right and um our big thing that we're going to start pushing more this year we we kind of were testing out last year is we're going to use more like a newsletter um, and just build up a YouTube channel with information for our teachers. And you can easily insert that stuff in the s'more. It's real easy. Nice thing is they have actually a collaboration feature now. Um, before it was one person could sign and do it, but now you can collaborate. So for us, um, keeping those connections with the s'more, but then also for our team, we use something called Connect Hub so that we can see what's going on. And that's how we have our conversations for the data for us. Um, so those are the two things that we really use to kind of connect our message promote us to our teachers through a newsletter. And then for us to analyze the data, we use connect hub. I want to learn more about that. We we've had the, the creator of connect hub on. We Ooh, always love that out. back. <laughs> um, she's amazing. She's a good friend. And I, yeah. I wish her the best with all of that stuff. Let's go on to our next topic here, which is scheduling. Um, is are all of your coaches scheduling on their own in their own method? Or does the district say this is how we would like things done to keep it more cohesive? What does scheduling look like? What applications do you use? I'm asking, obviously, you're an Apple school. So I'm curious to see where your scheduling calendars and stuff are. So one thing that we do, um, we put everything in a Google calendar. Um, and this helps us our CIA department because you can easily see the locations everything's doing, but also shows you the support that you're giving each school. And it's really important to have that because at the end of the year, it's just data for us to look at. We can see how many times people have visited schools and we allow our coaches to do their own scheduling. Um, and the reason that we, we feel that is important is that kind of empowers them to see the best method because every school is different. I mean, that you could be in the same town and two elementary schools are complete opposites of each other. Um, so you have to kind of feel the vibe of the teachers, the leadership staff, um, and then you can kind of adjust there. One thing that if you look into the uh, link that you're going to provide for everyone with our information from ISTE is that we have something called Academy. 
um, academies where principals will allow teachers to come to our sessions and we host it, host at a district office. That's a group that we build capacity with that we hope will filter information in. And then also they can help us schedule with teachers that are struggling in our school or teachers that are succeeding that just want the support. Let's move on to communication. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about newsletters in a couple seconds here, but um, email, uh, a phone tag. What's <laughs> what's what's the best way? And I and I say this jokingly, but there's a there's a thread right now happening right now in our in our Facebook group where somebody's talking all about, you know, the fact that when they do create newsletters, nobody reads them. When yeah. they when they make emails, they just go out. And and the response that I gave was, you know, it, like the job is not difficult, right? It's it's energy over action. Like, how much time do I want to put on something, knowing I'm going to get a fraction of? So it's it's a marketing game. Yeah. And I always like to try to explain to coaches, like, you're an entrepreneur. You only have so much time and energy. Where are you going to do that? Are you going to spend hours on Canva, or are you going to spend hours knocking on classroom doors? Like, you can only do one of those two things well. What are you going to focus on? So what's your communication platform like? Do you do it through the principal? Do you just openly email the entire staff at any hour of the day? What does communication look like? We do it through the media specialists. I mean, that's wow. a hub. That's a wow. hub. That is a hub. I know. That's a hub that people forget. Um, and, and what's nice is we do work with our media specialists. We meet with them um, Last year, we met with them kind of like once a month in a sense, but um, we might change it to like every two months because unfortunately schools, you know, they're they're struggling with finding, you know, subs. So when you take people out of the buildings all the time, you don't want to create other problems. But um, we have threads and we have Google Docs that are live that we give to teachers. But I agree with you about the newsletters. Sometimes you could spend too much time on something, but I'm a firm believer in threes. I don't think you should do more than three topics in a newsletter. If you have 15 things, something's going to get lost in there. Um, but if you highlight just three little topics, people see it. Um, we push it out. We, we give it to the people that we're working with. Um, we still use email and there's people that they like that. Um, but I, I, I do think that, you know, connecting with your media specialist, that is a great person to work with. And then that literacy coach and CT again. When a coach is working with teachers, um, I, I'm asking this specifically because I know you're in Apple school and I love that you're coming up with different answers than, than traditional people that have been on the show recently. Um, does everybody have a common way of taking notes? For instance, if you're in Microsoft world, you might say everybody's going to be on this one note. So we're all literally on the same page. But what are you what does it look like for a coach? I mean, are they walking around with iPads? They're walking around with Mac? books are they keeping track of their own google drive like how do you organize all of the documentation and we'll talk specifically about documentation in a second but note taking like i work with a teacher where do i take that stuff so if if you put stuff in google uh, we like using google docs and we create like little handbooks and you'll see that's why we had a handbook for isti um but for us we store stuff through connect hub that helps us organize ourselves but a lot of the information, um, we use a lot of like Google Slides, like in our handbook. And we shared all this stuff with everyone because we didn't want someone to start from scratch because we learned the hardship. A lot of the information, the templates, they just copied over our coaches. They put in Google Slides and they share that right with the teacher. Um, now, this is crazy, but our teachers have both a MacBook and an iPad um, because we want them to be free range in the classroom and we want them to be able to be mobile um, walk around with that iPad. So um, I feel like that's the best way is utilizing your drive in a sense. I was going to ask that if all, if all the coaches were using the Google app apps on the iPad or if they were using some kind of a notebook computer at the same time. Yeah, they use they use um, like I like good notes before, but most of the time people they they tend to use Google apps. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, one of our topics that we like to hit, we're going to do it again, and it's always a popular uh, coaching conversation topic, is collecting data. Um, yeah. Some coaches do it just by writing in their calendar. Some coaches do it, and this is how I recommend, you create a Google form or a Microsoft form or some kind of something where you can import through a form and a spreadsheet pops out. 
what do you use? Do, do you use something? We, we do use Connect Hub. That's where we kind of put our information in there. Um, now, when we're trying to survey teachers, we use Google Forms. It's just easy to use Google Forms. Everyone's comfortable with it. Um, so we'll put that information there. And then for us, we'll from for our leadership, we put it in Connect Hub so they can see what's going on. It's just something about, you know, I, I don't know, bar graphs and circle and pie charts. They show the information of how much time you spent at a school, um, what you kind of did, easy access to it um, has been helpful. So that's kind of what we do there. But, you know, when it comes to data, um, we always sit there and say, oh, what's the data on students? Data could be the same thing for, for a staff member that you're trying to support a little bit where you can showcase. Um, like I said earlier, we do use Google Calendar to show where we're at. And um, it's something that we kind of show to our coach, coaches, hey, put this in here because it helps support you saying that you were at the school at this time. Um, so that way they're good. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot, and and I'm mixed feelings about this because I know people are listening to this, um, templates, right? And, and I mean templates, not like, hey, I'm going to go to Canva and make a nice little cute thing. I mean... Um, you know, I have a template that when I go meet with a teacher, it's, you know, do A, do B, do C, write your notes inside a template for lesson plans, a template for, you know, uh, maybe a Google sites template that I can just reuse no matter who's in front of me, what project topic, et cetera. What templates do you recommend or what kind of templates do you see coaches using or, you know, things that you'd want to have in your back pocket? I think. The, the first thing we have to think about when you think of a template, who's creating it? Is the coach creating it? Is, is a team creating it? Or is it something that we just give to someone? Um, let's, let's, let's answer that by saying, let's break that apart. And I'm not, so templates for your coaches to have as tools yeah. for their coaching. And, that, and again, you might say that as the coordinator, like, hey, we're going to use this. But also like for a coach, I always have some kind of a blank Google form that I can just, you know, template preview and copy out to somebody in case I'm working with them. Like yeah. what, what is the tools that a coach needs in their backpack? So there's two programs that um, I think are vital for any, in anyone that's instructional coach to go through. Um, first off, I think uh, Google begin your Google coach certification is smart. Okay. It will just help you kind of see a mindset. And also it's a great way to make a um, invest in a community of people. Cause you can reach out to people. The other one that I will promote, you know, we're in Apple District, Apple Coach. I mean, it was fantastic. Um, it's only, I think, in the fourth session that they've done it. Um, but that was a real experience because the second and third session of Apple Coach, you're live with people and they put you in rooms and you look at what you did in the first template that they give. So you can kind of borrow templates from those two and merge what you want. But at the end of the day, when you have a successful team. You got to sit down with them and look at it. Like we have a handbook that is, we showed it for ISTE that people can see on this thing right here. Um, and the first thing I said to our coaches when we met today, I gave them the new handbook that got approved. I said, I want you to write questions next week. We're, we're going to talk about this. What works, what doesn't work for you. They have to have a voice um, because remember if they're actually going to be coaching teachers, I want them to feel empowered in that. Um, so if you're thinking about templates that you're, you're picking out, it, it's the structure of what do you see that's working in a classroom that we can build that teacher on, or what are some things that are just like, how can we absorb this to work in a better method? Um, and by borrowing from Google coach and Apple coach that has helped us kind of see what other schools are doing. We're talking today to Jonathan all about what his program is doing. And if you have any questions for him, please reach out to us. We're happy to get you guys together. This is episode number 200 of Ask the Tech Coach. And all of this stuff we're going to be definitely discussing in our Teacher Cast Instructional Tech Coaches Network. You can head on over to Ask the Tech Coach today. Scroll to the bottom and you can have your choice of our Facebook group, our LinkedIn group, or a new one, Jonathan, that we just started on a great new website called K12 Leaders. Have you had a chance to check out K12 Leaders yet, John? I haven't. I haven't. Um, I'll tell you what, it, you know, we're getting ready for the school year. My mind dropped in it. Um, usually after the first two weeks, that's when I start looking at what's out there for teachers. Cause like the first two weeks is kind of crazy at schools, you know, getting ready for everyone. And then all of a sudden, like you have a little bit of a 
a hush where people are like, get me the Labor Day, but it's kind of quiet so you can see what's going on. Um, but no, I, I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you. We have created a third little space. Now, the Facebook group is for coaches. Like I say, coaches and digital learning leaders. That's a great one. Guys like you and I, coaches can get together, talk, and get nerdy. But I was introduced to K12leaders.com because that's really a network that's being created for the technology directors. Like It's more of the admin group that's starting to form. Okay. And I'm trying right now to bring coaching into that and basically help connect the administrators of the world to what a digital learning coach can do versus say our Facebook group, which is really let's get our hands dirty and figure out how to make the soil grow some plants. Here, right? <laughs> so, so there's depending on what you're looking for. And of course you're looking for the professionalism of professional development. That's our LinkedIn group. So we're, we're juggling three different groups here. Lots of good stuff. Head on over to ask the tech coach today, join one, two or all three. They're all free. We would love to have you there. Um, you had mentioned also the Google Certified Coaching Program and the Apple Coaching Program. Mm-hmm. Talk to us briefly. In our last episode, we did an entire show about the Google Certified Coaching Program. I urge everybody to check out 199. There's a great platform happening with the Mass Q, M-A-S-S-C-U-E, Mass Q team, where they're doing uh, like monthly check-ins and they've got a cohort starting. I'm looking to be a part of that. Um, are you both a Google Certified Coach and an Apple Coach? I have to say this, my, my stuff has lapsed a little bit. I got to do the Google coach. Um, I had a lot of things planned and then COVID happened. Um, so I didn't get my Google coach yet, but I had my one and two and, um, I got to get my coach one. Um, and I just got to find time to do that one there. And I, I feel bad saying that, but it's just, you know, time gets crazy on you. Um, but I've, I've started the process and I'm looking at all the stuff, but I just have to finish it and I have to find time to do that. I, I, I would recommend anybody check out our last episode, 199. You know, I'm not one for cohorts. I don't have, you know, kids, triplets, the whole deal. But but if MassQ is putting something together where they're like, you know, they're holding your hand, they're making you there, highly, highly recommend that. Um, I'm curious about the Apple coaching program. You know, I'm one of those guys that's always wanted to be an ADE, never was able to get in. Do you have to be in an Apple school to be an Apple coach? No, you don't. Um it's, so just a co- it's a coaching program. It's a coaching program. Um, you, you, you do have to be familiar with Apple products. Um, but they're, mean, not, they're not checking your MacBook serial numbers or anything, right? No, they're not checking that. So you want to be comfortable. But um, I will say this. Make sure you have an iPad. Um, a lot of the things that you will be doing in the coaching cycles, um, you'll be using the apps on your iPad. Um, Clips, GarageBand, um, you know, all those fundamental Apple programs will be highly used. But the nice thing about it was um, that session three and four, it, it was great. It's an all day PD two days in a row. And just, we was in a classrooms with people and they let you just talk and you go through what you did in the tasks one and two of the program. And you just sit there and, and have co- um, a conversation with people. And I think that's the biggest thing because um, a lot of times we forget to build those relationships and make those connections. Um, and that's what kind of lacks sometimes is, you know, we sit there and say, oh, my district, my district, my district. Someone else could do something better. If someone, I told everyone in our session at ISTE, take my notes. If you see something, send me an email, say, hey, we tried this. This didn't work because that's the only way I'm going to grow as a person. I mean, that's what we told our students back in the day. We, we forget that when we become adults sometimes. We forget, oh, the easiest way to learn is sometimes by missteps or what we're looking at or just having a simple conversation with someone. If you're having any questions about that, we're going to make sure that there's links to both of those programs over on episode number 200 of our show notes. John, let's check, jump back into our list here because you had mentioned newsletters. Um, this week, we revamped, uh, repolished, and reproduced our what I call the, the ultimate coach's guide to newsletters. And I, I love talking about newsletters. I, I see them being done wrong a lot. I see where coaches spend hours making a beautiful newsletter only to find that nobody reads it. Yeah. What's your philosophy? Is it a district thing? Does every coach spend hours making it for their buildings? Uh, I know you had said S'more, so I know S'more has uh, analytics on it. Yeah. And today when I was talking to somebody on our Facebook group, I said, do you have analytics versus the whole? Because it's, it's one thing to say I have 100 people <laughs> that watched it. And there's yeah. another thing to say, well, I have 12,000 teachers. Oh, yeah. Right. So 
What's the philosophy for you and your district and your team on coaching newsletters? Keep it simple. I mean, a lot of times people, they're, <laughs> um, a lot of times people are just, you know, heavily invested in this has to be the best thing in the earth. It doesn't. I mean, if you give them the information and you give them something to practice or something that gets them inspired, I think that's the most important thing, you know, because at the end of the day, I would rather be in the room working with that person than them just reading something as they're getting ready to pack up and get through the day. Um, so you want to find that way that you can bridge that you can get into that room to help the teacher and coach them. Um, I, I don't think you should be sitting in the office all day long, um, making a newsletter. So that's why I said, do things in threes. Um, if you give them three little topics, you should be good. Can I piggyback on that for a second? Yeah. You just said, I don't want people in the office making newsletters. Our last two topics of this section (laughs) here is websites and something you already mentioned training videos um you've got a lot of stuff and we've got links to as much of the stuff as possible from your handbooks to your sites i mean your pages all of these wonderful things and you just mentioned that your team is going to be creating a youtube channel i'm going to push and go who's watching who's like like show me why there's a value here what's your philosophy on on your coaches spending time to create these resources that may or may not ever see the light of day by teachers after they launch you know, great thing about YouTube, and we'll go back to analytics here, you know, getting my Hulk set, mindset. Um, analytics and YouTube can show you when people are watching and when they stop watching. And if you're sitting there making like a 10-minute video, I mean, you can see when people have dropped out a little bit. Um, I, I don't think anything should be longer, you know, than five minutes, and that's pushing it because um, you're going to lose people. But I do think you need to house things that are going to help people. I we, we know that we have teachers at schools. You got your high flyers. They'll pick it up. They'll be good. They'll work with it. And then you got your people that they struggle a little bit. Um, if you can find a place to house information that is a support system when, you know, unfortunately there's only one instructional coordinator in our district. We got three coaches. I said there was four of us, but there's only one of me. So I can't be anywhere everywhere, but I can have things housed that someone could find something um, that they can go to. And you just want to have it, clean and simple looking for them. Don't put too much stuff because they'll get lost in the website and then they won't call you because they'll feel like, Oh, he just told me to go to this website that has 50 million articles. I'll ask you this. Oh no. And, 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 and I, I, I'm interested to see what your philosophy is. And this is another show that we can do together is the tech coach website for, for, for the teachers or is the tech coach website for the tech coach? It needs to be for the teacher. It needs to be for the teacher. But I feel like a lot of people, they sit there and say, well, this is me to justify my job. But your job is building people up. Um, so for me, you're making that website so that they can find information. But if you're just sitting there putting tons of information on something, I mean, you might as well put in a newsletter they're not going to read. Um, because it's going to get bogged down where they're going to get lost in there. And then every year you have to update stuff and you know, you're going to forget something. And then you're going to have old outdated information on a website that you forgot to update. Talking today all about making sure that when you start that school year off, you're building the program. And John, I'd certainly want to say thank you for coming on today because we've got a whole nother part to this, which we can do another hour on, I want to hit a couple topics briefly. If you can promise me that I'll, I'll, I'll hijack you again sometime and we'll get you on the show because this was great. Um, want to come back on again? Yeah, this was fantastic. Um, thank you for reaching out to me. I mean, from your experience at ISTE, you said that you were trying to grab people to talk to. Thank you for doing that because you opened up a new avenue for me to explore things. Um, and I just think that's great that we can find a way to connect with people. And now I know that I have someone that I could talk to about this stuff in a network because at the end of the day, we're just trying to do what we can for our teachers and students. Um, just so they'll be, you know, I hate to say model citizens, but we want people to feel confident in their life. Um, and if we could do that together, that's the ultimate goal. 
I appreciate you saying that and reading the cue card ever so nicely. That was perfect. And, you know, honestly, that is why we have our instructional coaches network. Uh, John, I was floored today. I walked into the, I walked in, I opened up the network and we have over 800 coaches now and it's growing almost a hundred per week. It's, it's a really, really awesome thing. So if you're in there, check it out, ask a question, uh, ping somebody, uh, you know, we've got a lot of heavy hitters in there, a lot of great people from the coaching world and digital learning leadership. And, you know, we're, we're working on getting our ed tech friends in there and stuff like that. Use it, invite it somebody. There's a little button that says, invite your friends, please use that. John, there's three topics that I want to hit uh, at another time, but maybe we can do like the 30 second wrap up here. Cause why not? Yeah. Every coach needs professional development for themselves. So we had already talked about the Google coach certification, the Apple coach program. What else do you recommend to your teachers, Twitter hashtags, conferences? Like how do you make sure that your coaches are keeping up and up with their studies? I think the big thing is, you know, you, you you really need to communicate with a lot of your coordinators. Like we have an ELI coordinator. coordinator. If they're pushing a, a program, and let me just say like exact path or Apex tutorials, we need to get you trained on that so you're comfortable. Because when when instructional technology coaches walk in the building, we get asked technology questions and we get in, asked instructional questions. So we need to make sure that you feel confident or at least make sure in our handbook we have the information that you can find. Um, I tell teachers all the time, I might not know the answer, but I can find someone that can get you the answer. Um, and then I make sure that that information is relayed back to them. Next topic on the list is what I call the A, B, H. Always be hiring. You know, <laughs> I have this meeting every every now and then with my upper administrators. Hey, is there anybody that you're working with that would make a good member of the team? You never know when something might happen, when somebody leaves, when extra funding comes in. Um, as a coordinator, what's your philosophy on, you know, even if it's on the down low, that continuous recruiting cycle? Um, so I'm a firm believer you want to see people grow as as people, as professionals and everything. If, if a team member that's on our team is going to better themselves for an opportunity, I want to see that and I want to help them. Um, so promoting your people and telling them that they can grow in their professional development and also in their jobs should be the mindset of anyone that is in a leadership spot. Um, so really, you just want to have that open mind policy because that's how you're going to get people to fill the holes. I know that there's teachers that want to do instructional technology. So if we can promote them in the classroom and build them up in their schools, they could move to the district level someday. And, and we want to see that. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I'm not the guy that can hire people. Someone else has to do that. But I'm the guy that can help water your plant, I guess. <laughs> and, and last thing here, piggybacking onto that, you know, as a coordinator, as an administrator, somebody who's mentoring all these people, what do you see as the long-term vision for your program? Where do you want to see this program at the end of the six months from now? the end of the school year and you know, like what is the long-term vision for the work that you and your team are doing? I, I feel like we really want to build a good network in our schools that we know that we have. Uh, I don't want to say a number, but like, you know, you say you had those five really good teachers that people can rely on the school, but we need to build them up. So that way our coaches who there's only three of them, they have that network of teachers that are on their army. I guess you would say, um, so for us, our big goal this school year is, um, focusing on how we can better serve them to build the capacity, um, in the schools that I hate to say that someone might not need us, but then they'll sit there and say, can you do other things with professional development, not just problem solving, but could you come in and really tag team? Um, you know, I've been out of the classroom for four years and I miss, I, I truly miss the conversations that I had with students, about government. I mean, I taught government econ and I, I just miss those conversations um, because you can learn a lot by just having an open discussion that's based on respect for each other. Jonathan Scaris, instructional coach, co instructional coordinator from South Carolina. Thank you so much for coming on. We need to do this again. This was so much fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm down. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, as soon as I can put my kids to bed, we'll do this again. <laughs> if you're looking for more information about John, you can find him on Twitter at Scaris, J-S-K-A-R-I-S-J. We'll make sure that all of that stuff is linked in our show notes over at 200. And John, just in kind of parting words, I'll give you the last shot here. What advice do you have going into this new new school year for all the coaches who are listening to this? Be orange. I know you might sit there and say, huh, we have a philosophy in our district of being an orange frog. And what I mean by that is, you know, be positive, um, go in there and just be the spark to get people fired up for the day. Um, you know, we're all struggling after coming out of COVID, but the easiest thing we could do is just be kind and, um, have fun. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing I could tell you. It has been a pleasure to come into your living room for the last 11 years, into your cars, into your professional learning communities, not only as the teacher cast educational network, but the last 200 episodes as ask the tech coach. If you're looking for a certain topic, head on over to TeacherCast. I'm sure we have it by written, by audio, by video, by TeacherCast University. You never know what you're going to find over there. I want to take one last moment as we're still in that little, you know, middle of summer reflection point here and say thank you everybody for checking out teacher cast i really appreciate it this is just the beginning uh we've got a lot of great things coming up um even although we're recording episode 200 today and launching it uh the week of june july 18th uh, we've already recorded up to about episode number 210 and we're going to be pumping out shows uh quickly because i want to make sure that as our school year is getting started as you're getting into your buildings all of this great ISTE vibe, all of this great ISTE resource, all this ISTE content, everything is going to be coming your way. So check out all the great shows. You might turn around and realize that I have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release for the next few weeks. I'm here to make sure that you start off your coaching program on the right track. Don't forget to head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Join one of our three instructional technology coaches networks. I hope that you guys are there. And while you're there, do me a favor, reach out, say hello. Um, share a podcast on social, share a blog post, download one of our freebies. We have so much to give this year and we're looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe on behalf of John and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Fredberry, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.